Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler. I'm recording this um, ahead of time, but when this podcast airs, we should be just back from our trip to Disney World over Thanksgiving, and in next week's episode, I'm going to do a report of our trip and share with you um, kind of the highlights of our first experience at Disney Vacation Club, as well as just an update on crowds and rides and how Genie Plus worked for us. So stay tuned for that next week if you are a Disney fan and you want to hear what the state of things are there right now. So this week we're going to talk credit scores. So if you want to collect travel rewards and use them for free travel, as part of the system that I teach, you do need to be able to get a handful of travel credit cards. Um, again, you've heard me say it many times, you don't have to get tons of travel credit cards, and I never recommend that, but let's just say about three travel credit cards. So in order to get a travel card, you do need to have um, a decent credit score. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a credit score in the 800s. Um, and what I recommend, though, if you do want to start into um, travel rewards is to try to get it into the high 600s, let's say 670 or above. So today we're going to talk about if your score is not there, um, the quickest steps that you can take to get it there. Um, and I have been in debt myself. I've had um, a lower credit score than I would prefer. And I've worked with many, many people over the years who were in that same situation. And so through my personal experience and through seeing what has worked and what hasn't for other people, um, I really have a pretty good handle, I think, on the fastest ways to boost your score. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And this really can apply to anyone, even if you have a score that you're happy with in the 700s, but you would like to get it higher. These are some things that you can do that will make a big difference pretty quickly. So the first thing is you need to to know your score. Um, and so there's plenty of sites now that you can use to check it out. Um, if you have any sort of credit card like Discover or Chase, um, I think PNC does it, like wherever your bank account is, um, Capital One certainly offers this. They give you a free credit score. So if you just look inside of your account, um, there's a way that you can check it out. Now, these vary. Um, there's three different credit bureaus. And so um, they each are pulling from different ones. And kind of what I have learned over the years is that there aren't just these public scores that you see. Um, and so I actually subscribe to Experience Service which gives you more in-depth information about your credit score. And so there are actually scores for mortgages. There's scores for um, auto loans. 
Um, there's all kind of different score, scores behind the scenes that you really never see publicly. But at least um, taking a look at those will give you a sense of where you are. And if you have multiple of these accounts, I check all of them. And you can actually see on Experian has a free service. We're going to talk more about them in a minute, but where you can see your credit score with them too. So look at all of these and kind of get an average because the three different credit bureaus are going to give you different scores. Um, and so one may be a lot higher than you expect, one might be lower. So you want to kind of average those out to get a sense of where you are. And different banks, so like if you're applying for a Chase card, they just pull from different credit bureaus and there's no way to really know for sure, oh, they're going to pull from TransUnion, um, or this one's going to pull from Experian. Uh, so you just want to try to get them all as high as you can. So I have got three different ways that I have found make the biggest difference the quickest. So the first thing is to get your debt down to a third of the credit extended to you. Um, so this is particularly on things like um, credit cards and car loans uh, or any kind of personal loan that you would have. Now, if you're um, a proponent follower of Dave Ramsey, and he is how I got myself out of debt um, when we were in it, he definitely has a great system for doing that. But this goes a little bit against what he teaches. A, he's not a fan of credit cards, but we teach you here that if you don't carry a balance on the card, that um, that's still a responsible way to take advantage of all the benefits you get from putting your spending on a card without suffering the consequences. So I think he does sort of miss the boat on the fact that there's a lot of benefits and actually a lot of free, um, a lot of tons of value that you can get out of proper use of a credit card that you miss out on if you just completely write them off. But if you're someone, if you're deeply in debt, then you do want to get yourself ideally out of debt before you start this process and make this a reward for getting yourself out of debt. But if you have some small debt that you're trying to manage, um, he recommends this snowball um, effect. That's not what it's called. This snowball technique um, where, and I like this technique. It works really good with your mindset. You take the smallest balance that you have and you take any extra money you have and you put it toward that balance until that balance is paid off. And then when you've got that one paid off, you go to the next smallest balance and you take the payments that you were making on that smallest balance and then you throw it all onto the next smallest balance until you have that one paid off. So it gives you like a quicker win because you're able to knock off one debt um, more quickly than you could a big one. Now, if you're trying to get your credit score up, instead of trying to knock off one complete debt at a time, what you really need to do is try to get each debt down to a third of the credit that's extended to you. So if you have a credit card that has extended you $3,000 in credit, you wanna just get that balance down to $1,000. Um, or if you have a personal loan that you're trying to pay off, just get it down to a third. So if you can get everything down to a third, um, the credit score, a big component is your debt to credit ratio. And so that greatly improves that ratio. And that's what they wanna see, 33% debt to credit. And that will have a tremendous impact on your score. So um, I don't know, 10 or so years ago when we were um, getting ready to apply for a mortgage and we wanted our score to be as high as possible so we could get the lowest interest rate possible, 
that's what we did. And it made a huge difference in just a couple of months of working on that. Um, so that would be my number one recommendation for you. And we'll talk more about the end about how the, the impact of travel rewards and holding travel credit cards on your score but it actually improves it because you're being extended more credit. So as long as you don't carry a balance on those cards, um, it's just more credit that's been extended to you, which the credit bureaus see as a positive. That means you're credit worthy. Um, and so that, again, improves your debt to credit ratio because there's more credit and um, compared to the debt you have. And another step that you can take to help with this is you can ask any current um, lenders that you have to increase your credit line. That's an easy way if they'll do that to instantly bump up your debt to credit ratio. So you can try that. Like if you have decent credit and you've been paying things on time, um, they might be willing to do that. So it's worth the ask. Call them, send them a message online, ask if they could increase your credit score. Okay. The second thing that you want to do, which I just referenced is pay everything on time. This is really, really important. Um, so if you, if you've gotten behind or you're not organized, make that a top priority that you start paying everything um, ahead of time or on time. And you can do the auto pay that helps, you know, so where it automatically comes out of your account. But I personally am not a fan of that. I want to like physically look in my account, know that I have money in there to pay whatever the bill is, and then personally choose to pay the bill. Auto um, pay or auto bill always makes me nervous, but um, it just depends on how you run your finances. So if you're comfortable with that, that's a way to make sure you're paying it on time. But otherwise, just put a recurring task on your to-do list several days before it's due. That's what I do. I put in parentheses, the due date so that I know, um, you know, how much time I have until that's due. And then I make sure that I take care of it. Now, when it comes to different types of bills, the one bill you don't want to get behind on is your mortgage. So if you have a mortgage, that has got to be your number one thing you pay. Because if you get um, mortgage, late mortgage payments on your credit report, that is really, really hard to overcome. And those literally just have, you have to wait for them to fall off of your report in like three to four years. So um, put that bill at the top of your list. And I will link an article in the show notes um, from a different blogger that I really like, who's um, helps with budgeting and saving money about what to do if you can't pay your bills. So if you're in that situation where you feel like you don't have enough income to cover your expenses, she has some really good recommendations of some steps that you can take to try to um, get to that. But definitely you want to put mortgage at the top. You want to avoid collections um, at all costs. You don't want any bill to go into collections because any collections that shows up on your credit report too, those are really hard to overcome and you just have to let it fall off. We're going to talk about medical debt here in a minute because some things have changed recently about that. But um, what she recommends in her article is, you know, just calling whoever it is that you can't pay and making, try to make some kind of payment arrangements with them. That's much better than just putting your hands over your eyes and pretending like um, it's not happening because you don't want to face it. Um, because then you're going to get behind and they are going to send it to collections and that's going to show up on your credit report. 
So do everything you can to pay your bills on time and make sure that your mortgage is at the top. All right. The third thing that you can do, um, and this is a newer service in recent years, and I've tried it and I really like it. And I recommend it to um, a lot of my followers is Experian Boost. And you may have seen the ads for this um, on TV because it's a free service um, and it really can boost your credit, not by a ton, but by some. And what it's doing is if you're comfortable with this, it is connecting to your bank account, like your checking account, and it's using any recurring bills that you have, like utility bills or even Netflix, um, your cable or phone, anything like that that you pay regularly on time. It's using that payment history to um, give your credit score a boost because it's about on-time payments as we just talked about. So um, I think we ran this through on mine and my husband's and um, I can't remember which one, but one of us, it did boost by like, I don't know, seven to 10 points and the other one it didn't. So I'm not sure why, but um, that's certainly worth a try. It's free. And when you sign up for this, they do have this elevated uh, membership, which like I said, I have because I want to keep a close eye on my credit, but um, that they give you a free membership too. So you just want to make a note to cancel before that free membership is over before you get charged. I think it's like $19.95 a month. Um, so, but you can still take advantage of this free Experian boost. And once you're in there again, that's where you can see your free credit score from Experian also. And if you have any questions about your credit report, um, you can go to annualcreditreport.com and that is the um, a government free service that normally you can get a free credit report once a year from each of the credit bureaus. But since COVID started, and I don't know when or if they're going to change this, um, you've been able to get it once a week. Um, I don't know that anyone would need it that much, but if you're trying to keep a close eye on if something is showing as closed on your credit report, um, something like that, you could keep getting it if you need to, but it's not going to give you your credit score, but it's going to tell you if you have any negatives in your credit history and what cards you opened when. And this Experian um, will also kind of give you an overview of that too, without you having to go through your credit report in detail. It'll tell you, you have a collections on there. You have, um, you know, this many past due payments on a particular account and when that last you know, missed payment was and those kinds of things. Um, so it's a good idea, of course, to keep an eye on your credit. Um, and many of you may already have a service that's kind of identity protection um, for identity theft, because that is happening more and more as passwords get leaked and um, all of that good stuff. So, so those are quick, um, three quick ways, get your debt down to a third on each of your accounts, work on that first, get your payments on time, particularly your mortgage payments, um, on time, and then try Experian Boost and see if that works for you. Now, I did want to just talk for a minute about the medical debt because that's a recent change in law that they have made. So if you have a medical debt that went to collections but is now paid, that by law can no longer be on your credit report. So that would be a reason to take a glance at your credit report if your score is low and make sure nothing like that is on there. If it is, or you see anything wrong on your report, you just want to um, reach out to that credit bureau. They all have their own sites and ways that you can um, file a claim or a you know a request with them to 
to look into something. Um, so take a look at that. And then the other thing with medical debt is if you're behind on a medical payment, um, it used to, they had to wait 180 days until they could report it to the credit bureaus. Now it has to be a year. So um, in order of priority, in terms of things to pay on time, that one might come lower because it's going to be a year before you have a year basically to get that paid up um, until it's going to show on your credit report. Um, so of course, I'm not encouraging not paying bills, but if you're struggling um, with being able to pay your bills, I would make that one a lower priority and your mortgage a top priority. All right. And then I just want to talk quickly about two common questions I get about credit scores and credit reports. Um, a lot of people say to me, doesn't opening travel credit cards or having um, a bunch of them harm your score? And I don't know why that is a myth out there. Um, I guess it's because credit scores, I mean, credit cards in general have a bad rap because if you get in debt, then it's a problem. And I just want to remind you that when it comes to credit cards, they are not good or bad. They are neutral. <laughs> they are just a thing. It's what you do with them that is good or bad. So it's all about you and your choices and your decisions. And don't beat yourself up if you're in debt and you're you're not happy with the choice that you made. Sometimes there's a time to get in debt that makes sense. Um, and it's a good choice for you. Um, sometimes you may not have been happy with your choice, but take start from today and move forward with positivity, knowing that you can, going forward, make good choices when it comes to credit cards. So if you choose to use credit cards the way we teach you, which is put your everyday spending, nothing more, and pay it off every couple of days. So it's just like using your debit card. That's a great way to use a credit card. And it has nothing to do with the credit card. Just remember that it's a neutral. Credit cards are not good or bad. So just because it's a credit card doesn't mean that's gonna be bad on your credit report. So it's in fact, quite the opposite. Weirdly, um, the more cards that you have, the more credit extended to you and the better your debt to credit ratio and the better your score. You have to remember the credit bureau, it's all about, are you credit worthy? Can someone loan you money and you will pay them back on time? Have lots of banks and institutions decided to loan you lots of money? You're going to have a great credit score because that tells them you are credit worthy. You're someone that a bank has determined um, is worth the risk to loan money. Um, and so the more of that you have, as long as you don't carry a balance, because if you have high debt, that doesn't show them that you're a good risk to take. Um, but the more credit and the less debt, the better and better and better your score will get. So again, while I don't recommend having more than a handful of cards, like three. Um, these people that do have a bunch of cards, which I would never recommend, they do have good credit scores. So it's not harmful to their scores. Where it is harmful is in getting overwhelmed and confused and disorganized and in a mess. Um, but it doesn't hurt your score. So a lot of those people have scores in the 800s. So the travel cards in themselves are not a problem. The other question I get a lot is, does closing a card impact your credit score? And um, there are a couple considerations here. So one of the factors in your credit score is the length of credit history. So you do want to have some cards that you keep open over the long haul. So we really recommend, ideally, 
zero annual fee cards. Those are the best ones because it's not going to cost you to have them. Um, so if you had a card that you have had open for a really long time, like I think my dad had an Amex or something from the seventies. And then like he had a score, like almost a perfect credit score. It was nuts, but we would never recommend that he would have ever closed that card because he's had it open for so long. So before you close a card, you want to think about how long has it been open? And do you have some other cards that have been open longer? Um, so as long as it's, I would say, you know, 10 years or less, and you have other cards that have been open longer, you should be fine to close that card. Usually if you're closing a card, you're going to open another one. And so you have to remember when you close a card, you lose whatever credit's been extended to you there. So that's an impact along with it, you know, might shorten your credit history a little bit. But if you're going to open a new card, you're going to offset that loss of credit because the new card is going to extend you, you know, the same or more credit. So your debt to credit ratio is ultimately not affected. It might even be improved if they extend you more credit. Um, it's just that length of credit history, which is a less important factor, but it is a factor. Um, so it might drop you know, a point or two, something like that. But we've just found in doing this for years that that does not seem to be a problem. Again, we have these people that have 10, 20 and more cards that are closing and opening things constantly, um, and they still have pretty good scores. So um, again, that's a individual situation. So if you have a specific situation that you want us to take a look at, these are all things that are part of Families Fly Free when we um, create your custom plan for you. That's another thing that we're looking at is um, we're not going to tell you to close something that you've had open for 15 years. We're going to come up with an alternative plan to that um, so that you can leave that card open. So that's a quick look at credit scores and some tips to boost your credit score this holiday season. Make sure you don't put um, get yourself in debt this holiday season. Pay your balances down. Uh, make sure you're only putting on cards what you have money in the bank to cover. And um, we hope to see your score in the 700s at least um, come the new year, and you should be in good shape to begin um, flying free and traveling free with credit or travel rewards. All right. So um, tune in next week for my um, recent report about Disney World over Thanksgiving. And uh, have a great week, everyone. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.